This podcast is powered by The Plug. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Beers, Bourbon, Whiskeys. Uh, of course, my man Bo holding it down. I'll say. And of course, man, your boy. Oh man, I don't want to say that though. I've been trying to change that. Let me start over. I don't want to say Hood Howard Stern on this one. I'd be wanting to say Q Lewis, but I'm so used to saying them together. All right, here we go. We got to do the whole Hey Guys again. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Beers, Bourbon, Whiskey podcast, man. Of course, I got Bo in the building. I say. And it's your boy Q Lewis, man. We are holding it down live from the 48205. Uh, thanks for checking us out all season long. Don't forget, if you haven't checked out uh, episodes one through six, you can do that right now at www.eblockradio.com. All right, you can check out all the replays there. Uh, this is our seventh episode, so the season is almost over. We got one more after this. Uh, but we did have to get to uh, scotch because we hadn't done scotch yet. And today, we got a treat, right? So we, we've got two variations for you, all right? So we got one single malt, right? And then we got one blended scotch whiskey, all right? So we go, I'm pretty excited about this only because I've never had, uh, well, let me see. I've, I've had Glenfiddich. I did have that. Um, I've never had any any blended scotch, I don't believe. You said it's, you had Cuddy Shark. Before, I was going right? to say, it's Cuddy Shark blended. Yeah. And that was horrible. So hopefully, Buchanan's is not like Cuddy Star. Hopefully. I, I, I'm hopeful. So that's what we got today. Uh, today we got Glenfiddich, which is here. And then we got Buchanan's, which is here. All right. Uh, the single malt uh, is Glenfiddich, and I think that'll be the first one we'll start with. Um, and as far as scotches go, like I said, we went through the whole season, and we've never done the scotch up until this point. So I got to ask you, Bo, what, uh, what made you pick these two? Um, I'm, I'm not really a fan of Fan of scotch at all? Huh? <laughs> right, <laughs> like scotch. But uh, with Glenfiddich, you know, it's one of those kind of old blue blood standbys that you can go to, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, Buchanan's, it's uh, if you want to go to the blended way, you know, it's a little bit high quality. But again, one of those okay. old kind of like blue blood type scotches. So gotcha. Uh, not anything too exciting. Now, when you, when you say you're not a fan of, of uh, scotch, really, like, like, is there a reason? Like, why is that? Yeah, I don't. I'm not really fond of the nose, you know, the aroma. Okay. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of the taste either, yeah. you know. So, uh, it's just, the scotch has really never been my thing. Yeah, so so my experience with Cuddy Sark is probably your experience with scotches all around. That was probably your first mistake, though. It was Cuddy Sark. <laughs> that was only by accident. All right, uh, salute to my granddad. Rest in peace, man. But uh, definitely, this was something he had in his liquor cabinet for years, obviously, mm. because we found it uh, after he passed away. And uh, me, my old man, and a couple of my, or one of my uncles, uh, end up trying it. So, of course, they grew up on it because they were stealing his liquor back in the day. <laughs> yeah, most right? But then uh, I wasn't hip to it at all. So, by the time I got hip to it was, was that day, and it sucked. It was completely, <laughs> it was completely trash. So, 
Um, hopefully, I won't have the same experience today with Glenn Fittich or Buchanan's. Yeah. Uh, if so, we'll uh, we'll definitely let you know. We'll definitely let you know uh, because that's why we're on the show. Yeah, I want to throw another, a third one out there real quick, though. Mm -hmm. So, like, there is one scotch I really do like. It's, okay. it's a single malt. It's, uh, it's, it's Oban. O-B-A-N. Okay. It's, it's not cheap. It goes about 80 bucks a bottle. Two. You know. Uh, but for a fifth, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I thought so, you were talking about the pint. Oh no, no. These, yeah, these are both pints <laughs> okay. here. But uh, yeah, Oban goes about eighty bucks a bottle for a fifth. But uh, yeah, okay. if I'm gonna drink one, that's the one I'm gonna drink. Gonna be that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're, we've got uh, we've got two to try out today. I think we're gonna start with the single malt, and uh, we're gonna uh, bust into that one. So I'll let you uh, go ahead and give that a shot. This one. This one looks like uh, it's going to take a whole lot to open, so we may have to take an intermission <laughs> to open that shit. Cause it do like a little, <laughs> little safe right there. Yeah, it's like a little lock safe or something. Yeah. yeah, we may have to take a commercial break before we get to that one. Uh, thanks a lot, Buchanan's. Uh, hopefully that don't mean that it's going to taste bad. Because like if I if I got to take that long to get into it and it tastes bad, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> now, Glenn Finish, I, I do... Uh, I did have an experience with Glenn Fittich, so a good um, experience. Yeah, it was a good experience. So, um, well, good and bad. Yeah, so let me tell you why. All right. So this is the thing. This is the reason why. Um, this was uh, when I was originally uh, moving away to Colorado. Okay. I lived out in Colorado for a couple of years, and before I left, I had a you know a small little going away gathering. And uh, before I left, uh, one of the partners brought through a bottle of Glenn Fittich, right? So I'm like, you know, I never had that. Like, so I, I want to try it. And uh, so we had some, and uh, it was pretty good. Like I liked it, so it was a good experience. I had a good experience that way. But it was it was very delicious, and I only got one. I only got one glass. Mm. But then somebody was holding the bottle and dropped the whole bottle and exploded oh. in the driveway. So that's what made it a bad experience. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to like keep indulging. So today it'll be uh, kind of like my second drink. Okay. Glenn Fittich. So I was I liked it the first time. I have to admit so. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that it is different from uh, from bourbons. Yeah, so. it's different. It's different. Yeah. And you you can like smell here. And, and like if you want to drink it neat, obviously here it is. You know, yeah. scotch and water, scotch and the rocks, uh, soda water. You know, stuff like that. You know, or some of the more common mixes for it if you want to have your little drink or something. Right. You know what I mean? So off rib, it doesn't smell as bad as Cutty Shark. <laughs> It's not, just, well, it's, mean, not no, it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. You know, it's just—it's so completely different from bourbon, though. It is. It and is. That's that's crazy to me. It I didn't is. think it would be this far off. I think it has more of a, you know, bourbon has more of that that sweet smoky taste. Yeah. And this has more of like kind of like uh, I don't want to say piney, but you know, like more almost of a, though. Yeah, yeah like almost. A, yeah. Man, pine. That's yeah. That, yeah, I think you're right on that one. Now, are all scotches like a cedar almost or something? Maybe. Are, you know, yeah. are all scotches kind of like this or? And, and, and here we go with scotch, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about it. What, what I do know is that so you know they have different, like some different varieties as far as the the uh, distilleries. Like there's right. a you know so like a, a spice side, and then I forget, there's a couple of different ones. I forget the name of them, okay. but they all are known for something a little different. Right. You know what I mean? So. I, I like it though. I, I have to admit, I like it. So let me first say this uh, to our viewers. Um, I think I, I think I'm on board with what Bo said originally. Um, scotch is probably not ever out of the whiskeys. It's probably never going to be my go-to. Um, however, uh, before before I make a, a for real conclusion about Glenfiddich, we'll have uh, the the blended as well. 
But uh, Glenn Fittich, like I said, I did have my first experience uh, with scotch with Glenn Fittich. Cutty Sark, I absolutely hate. So this is this is a, a million times better than Cutty Sark. Um, so I do like that. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what this blend is going to taste like. But still, I feel like it's going to be kind of similar. So I'm going to tell you right now, before we get to our, our eighth show, which is our season finale, where we're going to talk about, you know, kind of the ranking system that we have. Um, but scotch is probably definitely going to be at the bottom. <laughs> like, I'm probably not going to suggest scotch. Um, and for people who are listening who are novice, uh, kind of like myself, or a little bit more uh, seasoned, uh, like Bo, I think uh, it's, it's obviously up to your interpretation. But I will say, if you're just getting into bourbons and whiskeys, I probably wouldn't suggest uh, going to uh, Scotch until you've uh, you know explored your palate some more with you know some whiskeys and bourbons. Uh, would you would you say that? Or? I, I would probably live that way too. Yeah. You know, because I think growing up we see Scotch as more like the old man drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's say yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. old white man. Old white man drink. Let's yeah. Just call it what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get. Into the bourbons and the whiskeys and all that stuff, definitely. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you not start off with scotch. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely would recommend. Um, not that it's uh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to be PC. All right, but honestly, it, it's not as it's not as good as bourbon or whiskeys. No. Um, and, and possibly after after years of consumption and years of exploring your palate with other bourbons and whiskeys. Perhaps Scotch will be the next step. Uh, if you're starting out, though, yeah. then, yeah, probably not so much. I did, It's uh, actually pretty good, though. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. For, for sure. what it is. Yeah, like, I'm not going to grab it over right, it. Like, right. yeah. like I said, I gave a... Over copper credit, maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe. So, anyway. Okay, anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I was talking about Oban earlier, which is, <laughs> like, if I'm going to buy a single malt, that's the single malt I'm going to buy. Okay. Uh, as far as the blended goes... I'm sure everybody, I know everybody's heard of Johnny Walker, right? Sure. And there's different levels of Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. I love Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah, I've heard that it's pretty uh, good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it ain't like cheap. You just had a moment. <laughs> it ain't cheap. I'm telling y'all that right now. If you get an extra about 250, 260 laying around, Whoa. you can go buy you a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Yo, that's I how much it costs? Yeah, wow. about 250 a bottle. Wow. I got about half a bottle at home. I've had special occasions. Yeah, yeah, like I've had it for some years now. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get cracked open often. Now, what 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 makes you like that one over others? Like, is it really a difference in taste? Yeah, it's a difference in taste. It reminds me a little bit more of bourbon. Okay. Uh, um, almost like a more you know, um, like like you have pop. You know, you have you know, you know, like you have regular pop. You have diet pop. Gotcha. I don't want to say it's diet bourbon, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. But it is. It's not as like sweet. Yeah, that's some of the bourbons out there, you know. That's a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they diet bourbon. Yeah, like Nutra Sweet, there you go. Right. <laughs> right. right. Splenda. What's uh, the pink one? Sweet and Low. There you a go. Sweet and Low. Oh, yeah. man. Right. All the, I'm putting all in your the, coffee. At least my mommy, you know, she's putting in her coffee. Man, I think it's so terrible, though. Substitute mm. sugar is terrible, though. I just, yeah. I just don't know. I like I, that brown sugar. They call it in the raw, I think. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. This is completely off subject, but I haven't. I don't, it's not really a lot of things that I put sugar in because I don't drink coffee mm-hmm. and I haven't had Kool-Aid in like so long. And I, mm-hmm. I actually want some Kool-Aid. Some Kool-Aid would be nice right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't like actually using mm-hmm. sugar. Like I haven't actually used sugar in a long time, which is I probably mean, good. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. I drink my coffee black. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't drink coffee though. Well, I love coffee, bro. What yeah. about that though? Because um, I, I know that a lot of bourbons and whiskeys, at least whiskeys for sure, 
Um, people sometimes, you know, uh, indulge in their coffee with uh, whiskey. Mm -hmm. Now, with something like scotch, though, I think that the taste is a little overpowering. I couldn't see nobody pouring scotch in, into, like, coffee. No, no, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Hell right. No. Yeah, that's, it's mm -hmm. weird anyway that people do it, but I, I yeah, do know yeah. that whiskeys, like you said, are a little bit, have a little bit sweeter taste. Mm -hmm. So I think they kind of, they work with, mm -hmm. uh, with coffee. But with this, though, no. yeah. yeah. Possibly some tea, though. Maybe maybe like, green tea. Yeah, like, the only thing, like, I've had a scotch of water, you know, scotch of the rocks, oh. scotch of soda water. It's probably been the extent of it, you know, not, right. basically something to give it a little more, uh, like, like the consistency, you know, like the carbonated right. or whatnot, yeah. and not really the the flavor, the taste, you know. Gotcha. But, uh, I don't really know what <laughs> that I would like to mix scotch with. It's like you want to leave it at the store, huh? Yeah, really, you know. It's like you want to basically just leave it where it is. Yeah, you know, like I didn't buy it at all. But. Right, so, I guess what, uh, just on a, on a review level, um, as far as Glenn Fittich goes, I've only I've only got two uh, two things to kind of qualify that, and that's this and Cuddy Sart. Getting ready to have blended uh, this blended one in a second though. Uh, but between the two, obviously, I, I will say that Glenn Fittich is a better tasting one than Cuddy Sart. Uh, we're about to jump off into this blended one in a minute and see kind of what the differences is there. Um, but what about because I and I've seen this a lot. I've seen this a lot uh, from uh, from my white counterparts. Uh, that even talk about scotch because black people don't even really talk about scotch even though we don't really talk about whiskeys and bourbons either mm -hmm. so that's why uh, I think I mentioned off air uh, I was talking to a guy at the bar the other day and we got on a subject about uh, whiskeys and bourbons which is always uh, classic so like when you run into people who drink whiskey and bourbon it's like you automatically strike up a conversation because like you found something in common yeah. because like we a lot of there's not a lot of us that actually venture into that that's why I think that this show is important um, to kind of introduce people to it, but still, even in those conversations, we never talk about scotch. I only hear about this from from white people, though. Which is a uh, does it mean that it's not really for us? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it's just. I'm not gonna say that. It's just you know, it happens. Maybe it's not just not that, that yeah. popular with whoever our social groups are. I don't know, you know. Uh, but I, I do know that. So real quick, so you got you have scotch, you know, you have single bottle, all that good stuff, right. you know. I'll hear people sometimes say, oh, that's a Japanese scotch or whatever. You, know, you can't have a Japanese scotch, right? So it may be a Japanese blended whiskey. Gotcha. But it's not like scotch that, you know, right. the, the Japanese made or whatever. So, you know, I hear that from time to time. Uh, but if you get out into those different areas that make blended whiskeys, you know, sometimes they put their own flair on it, you know, so... Yeah. Well, you might be like, this Japanese is dope, or this, you know, Canadian or whatever, it may right. be, you know, it's dope. So, if you kind of want to explore off into, into those realms and get away from the, the blue blood, so to speak, yeah, yeah that's a tradition. Yeah, you might like, do that song, maybe. I, yeah. I, I, I'm just like, this is one of the few times that we were certainly in agreement from the beginning. That's <laughs> yeah. just certainly not going to be no. uh, my go to. Um, it's, not, it's, it's not a bad taste, just not one that. I would choose over any other bourbons or whiskeys, yeah. even even uh, on the lower end. You know, no no shot or nothing, but even on the lower end of Jack Daniels, um, I would probably rather have Jack Daniels. Probably, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but just moving back to what I was saying about uh, about this kind of being a, like a white person's thing, um, I think it is still important that we introduce these things to black culture, um, just so that uh, just so that you can not only the first thing that I always mention is just about being associated with people that you normally wouldn't be associated with, 
but also too just kind of venturing out and learning something new. So mm-hmm. even because even though I don't like it and Bo doesn't necessarily like it, um, <laughs> doesn't mean that you won't enjoy it. So these are two that you can definitely check out. I think that if you're getting into those, uh, I do suggest that you um, kind of tighten up your uh, your bourbon and whiskey palate first to kind of see what you like. And uh, hence, you need to go back and watch episodes one through six <laughs> so you can uh, check up on that. But also, it's the and this is a this is an awkward transition, but it is the uh, the holiday season as well. And I've seen in, at Christmas parties, I've actually seen Glenn Fittage anyway yeah. being given as a as a Christmas gift. And the funny thing about uh, gifting liquor is that anytime you get liquor, it's probably it's probably cool because yeah, anytime yeah. you get to try something for free, it's mm-hmm. always dope. But at the same time, I've always seen I've always seen black people exchange <laughs> cognac and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know cognacs pretty much. But one time when I was in uh when that's when I was in Colorado, uh, we did a gift exchange and somehow I think we've had some conversations about Jameson. Mm-hmm. And the uh young lady in the office actually bought me a bottle of Jameson. Okay. And it's funny cuz there's only two other black people uh in the office and they was like they was confused like like how you know about Jameson? <laughs> and it's funny this this was years ago and now I'm thinking uh-huh. of, right. So <laughs> yeah. now I'm thinking about it now like we really don't get introduced to this stuff though. Yeah. We really don't. So People, like I said, when you're watching right now, even though we don't necessarily like it, I still encourage you to give it a shot. Like, go ahead and give it a try yeah. and see if you like it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, though, I think it, it's always important for us to, to learn some other things and get outside of our comfort zone. And cognac is definitely one of those things you got to get out of comfort zone. But one thing I do know about uh, cognacs, though, right, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they, they're made from a grape blend, right? So these are yeah, grapes. And, I, and that may be why... I don't know, because I always have a problem with my stomach the day after we go again. It could be some of that, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, just speaking of the, the holiday season, though, what, what you got going on for the holidays? What you, how you feeling this holiday, though? Let's talk about the holiday season. I'm good, man. You know, <laughs> I like the holidays. I don't dislike them, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's cool to kind of be around your family and your friends a little yeah. bit more, you know what I mean? That's what I think that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah, most of uh, You know, then you got to do a little holiday shopping and all for that sure. good stuff, you know. And I know it's what, <clears throat> we got what, 10 days of Christmas, whatever it is? Dog, for real, it's like in a few days for real. Yeah. yeah, most people have all their shopping done. But uh, yeah, I, want, <laughs> I, I wanted to shout out like a couple businesses, man, that, that I did some shopping with. Okay. Uh, Black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, know both of these people personally, too. So what would you make, make it even, you know, even doper that we can have that type of relationship. For sure. But uh, the first one, man... This queen, boy, she makes jewelry. Um, she does like all the different crystals, and I think I saw you had posted something. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. She she does like the uh, the readings and stuff like that. You know, okay. like astrology stuff. Yeah. So, like, she is a very interesting person, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, I had to make some things for my mom's and pops, or my, my mom's and sister, not my pops. Yeah. My mom's. <laughs> my hey, sister. Look, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want this. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, right. had her made, you know, asked, you know, and she actually made it like a little, uh, uh, organ, or, organized pyramid, pyramid for me. Okay. To block all that bad energy some of these folks yeah. are sending your way, right? For sure. But, uh, it's called GodPeace.com. GodPeace.com. Yeah, .com. Go check her out. Yep. You see the, uh, link down at the bottom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she was, uh, she was one of the people that went on the Egypt trip with me, too. Man. Yeah, that's how okay. we went, really, yeah. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's, that's really dope, though. Yeah. You see, and just out of that experience, she was able to... Go ahead and support her business. So right. that's what's up. Yeah, for sure. Right. Then my homeboy Kenrick, 
you know, on point arms. You know, some of y'all that know me though, I'm a I'm a firearms enthusiast. <laughs> right. So like, when I have firearms questions, you know, it'd be nice. It's, a, it's an investment, yeah, and uh, sure. you know, it could be a lethal investment. You know, so you want to have as much you know information as possible. You know, trustworthy you know information. You know, me and this dude late one day. You know, he's he's a uh, Air Force veteran. Okay. And I just you know kind of. Been following him for about a, a month or two on IG, seeing what he's talking about, seeing some of his okay. videos, and what he has, you know. And I sent him a couple questions, and, you know, and he hit me back like right away. Man. And uh, uh, he out in Colorado, okay. and, you know, he just got real cool. Man. So, like, you know, ever since then, sent all my questions his way, bought my firearms through him, yeah. all that stuff. And, like, That's he's always on point. Yeah. You know, he gave me a little discount, you know. Like, right. <laughs> show you a little love. <laughs> yeah, show right. a little love. For sure. But, yeah, uh, if y'all into that, go check him out. On Point Arms, LLC, I think it is. Okay. Uh, on Point uh, Arms. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to right. shoot you the What's his, the, uh, what's the IG? Is it On Point uh, Arms? It's On Point Arms, LLC. Got you. All right. right. So, make yeah. sure you follow that on the gram. You see a little symbol like that. Right. You know, the back-to-back the -back, uh, ARs, you know. For sure. But, uh. Yeah. My man, black owned business, you know, live in Colorado. He's from the islands, you know. Oh, okay. So he got a little accent too. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Smooth cat, real cool dude, yeah. man, for okay. real. Yeah. That's what's up. I mean, just piggybacking off of that, though, like, how important, like, is it to support uh, black businesses, man? Well, you know. I know that's probably an understatement. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that, it's almost like that immediate, like, like connection, right? So, like, and what I mean by that, Let's say you in Vegas or you Miami or you wherever you somewhere away from Detroit, right? And you, you see somebody else's tiger's hat, or you happen to hear yes. them in conversation to say "What up, though?" Yeah, it catches your, you know, yes. that immediate connection. Immediate I think connection. that's what it is, man. It's just yo, yeah, it's that's just the best that energy, man. You know, that is the best uh, example I've ever heard because that's man. so true, dog. Whenever you at, when you see this Detroit hat, because you know it's like it's not regional, right. you know what I'm saying? So like everybody don't have it, mm -hmm. and, I, and I knew that you you exactly right. When uh -huh. I was in Colorado and I would see people with Detroit hats on, mm -hmm. it was just. It's like instant connection, yeah. and that's and that's what supports black business. Yeah, that's just the instant connection for me, man. Yeah. That's the dopest that's analogy true. I ever heard. No. It's, it's so true, and and I'm sure, you know, uh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure other people have the same uh, instant connection, but with with Detroit, it's, it's always certainly that. When you see a Detroit hat, it's for it's ever, it's forever that. And when you hear somebody say what up, though, it's like yeah. where, where you from? Where you from? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> where you from? And then you have people. This is funny. This is a complete side note. But I remember I ran into this old dude when I was in Colorado, and uh, I had my Detroit hat on. Mm -hmm. So he approached me, and uh, so he was asking me, you know, where I was from, whatever. I told him I was from, you know, from the D. And we got to rap, and he was like, "So you you from you from Detroit?" For, no, he, no, he said he was letting me know that he was from Detroit for real. Oh, okay. So okay. he was like, "No, I'm from Detroit for real." He's like, "Man, it was, uh, he started talking about the state police on the lives, right?" And like, unless you're from here, you don't even mm -hmm. understand that, mm -hmm. you know. So, so I was like, "Oh no, I, I feel you, OG." <laughs> like I knew you was from here when, yeah. when you said it for real. But uh, yeah, if you ever been to Detroit, then you do know that the state boys do be on the lives, dog. Something serious. I don't know why, you know what I'm saying, but they really be out there. So when he said that, though, it was that it was really that instant mm -hmm. connection there. Cause, That's and we have to do that, though. Yeah. This is another side note. We have to do that only because there's so many people from the surrounding areas uh, yeah. who say they're from Detroit. Oh, uh, Oak like, Park or Cranbrook, <laughs> that, uh, right. you know, uh, Farmington Hill. <laughs> right. Uh, that is not Detroit, sir. So, <laughs> but I, I had one dude, too, man. Then we go get back on subject for real. I was a white guy I ran into at the bar, uh, at, not the bar, but at the uh, at the gym actually when I was in Colorado, mm -hmm. and uh, I had my Detroit hat on. So he mentioned something to me. So uh, he was like, he was from Southwest though. Okay. And I could yeah. not be mad yeah. at all. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he from you know the Vernon area, Michigan area. Like, oh, 
Oh, okay. You from Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> so no, that was cool though. But it that's is what's up, that, though, man. That's dope. And that, that even that actually crosses races too though. Like yeah. seriously. Mm-hmm. Like when you're from Detroit you be somewhere else, it's like it really does. So I I dig that analogy, that's yep. for sure. Like black businesses, I mean definitely it, if we don't support our own, how we expect um, somebody else to support it? Man, you, you know, know and that's where it started off with, man. Like we have to support our own. Like yeah. sometimes, you know, you know, we, we all make mistakes, right? And I think it's on us behind the scenes, yeah. away from certain people to yeah. correct those mistakes. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's funny that you would mention that. And not to put it out there just like in front of people like that. You know what I mean? It's funny you would mention that because I, I got a little something to say before we jump off into this Buchanan's though. And yeah. that is about not only, like you said, supporting black businesses and supporting black people and the black movement as a whole. And at the end of the day, sometimes things do happen that are you know out of our control or even in our control mm-hmm. that needs to be checked. <laughs> but doesn't necessarily need to be checked in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So in case you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just something that was on my mind, man, and uh, something that just happened recently. So, I mean, obviously we're all familiar with Oprah, and I know Oprah kind of went hard on Michael Jackson, even though he, he dead and gone. And she did a you know a documentary on him. So now we're understanding that she's doing a documentary uh, on Russell Simmons, right? So oh, yeah, Russell Simmons. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, so now it's like um, she's getting under fire now because people are saying like, like, whoa, why are you doing all these documentaries uh, on sex <laughs> offenders and things like that? Only on black dudes when you know you got Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So, so Weinstein, Weinstein, like, yeah, he got a documentary out about there. I haven't seen it actually. I do want to say that, but this dude, what happened now? He. He's got to pay like what twenty million or something like yeah, that. Something like that. He's not in jail right from now. From what I understand, the twenty million is like uh, like it's not even coming out of his pocket. Right. Yeah. And, and like the dude don't have to admit to anything. Like I don't know what else is to come or there's, there's something down the line from that. But like the main thing is Bill Cosby in jail for basically doing the same thing. Right. <laughs> right. And he should be. Like I got nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. if, if you did this to these females, yes, your ass should go to jail. Right. Exactly. But then you looked at somebody that. Is you know it's not black, it's white, yeah. and they done the same thing, and they not in jail, right? And they possibly may not have to take you no, know, they have to admit to it, right? Got an issue with that, right? And then especially then after that to have you know a pillar in your own community, or you know supposedly a pillar in your own community, um, out there, yeah, steadily trying to ostracize somebody yeah. from our own community, which you know if, if you're not familiar with. Uh, Russell Simmons' story. I mean, pretty much, um, is a lot of women. I, I, and I admit, I, I think is probably has sex with a lot of women under false pretenses. If that's the case, man, we all in trouble because I think we all have lied about some things to, uh, you know, to have sex with women. Yeah, right? I'm, I think I'm for real like, Nigerian prince, girl. <laughs> he, I'm just saying, for real. right? Yeah. He never, he he never actually raped any of these women or anything like that. And like, there's. After all these accusations, nothing's been like held up in the court of law, nothing like that. Um, but she still wants to do a documentary about it to bring it like back to light. And don't get me wrong, I understand that the the, the human trafficking thing and the and the violation of women's bodies, I, that's a real thing. But at the end of the day, though, I kind of want 
I kind of want it to be like this black business thing we was just talking about. At some uh, point, we got to support each other. Yeah. And by supporting each other, I don't mean by suppressing the facts, but if something needs to be checked, sometimes we need to check it out of the public's eye. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by out of the public's eye means don't be making a whole documentary about it. Like, or or if you are, then I need to see the white ones too. Like, I, I just need it to be a little more fair. Like, you can't be making it seem like it's only these black people with these issues with, with women. Because, I mean, that's not the case. So, if she come out and do that, she did the Michael Jackson thing, which I think was, like, super inappropriate. And, and of course, a lot of people don't believe that. They think that that we are blinded by Michael Jackson's, uh, you know, fame or celebrity or whatever. I just feel like there's certain things that... I just think that was done in poor taste. And I think this is done in poor taste as well, unless you're going to... Unless she's going to be frontlining for a, a Harvey Weinstein uh, documentary too, like the, I'm not sure. The the only thing that <laughs> really the, the only thing that Russell Simmons uh, can't complain about is that he's here to defend himself. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, true that. True <laughs> Michael that. Jackson, Jackson wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. So true. I mean, that too. Yeah. To accuse somebody is, is to accuse somebody. You know. Um, if you have, you know, proof, evidence, whatever, yeah, if it's just speculation and things like yeah. that and conspiracy theories, at least let that person be here to kind of defend themselves, right? Yeah, for sure. That's definitely the difference on that one. And, and you know me, man, I, and this is this is uh, something that's known if you've ever uh, heard me speak or, you know, seen me on any of my other shows. I've, I've said this before. Um, I've never been a complete fan of Oprah. Only because, and and, and I, I just want to say that I hope that you know that already. Like when you when you hear this, when you watch this podcast, I hope that you know that I, I was never particularly a fan of Oprah. Um, and but I also don't want you to think that that has anything to do with my judgment on this. I think that if if she had been anyone else in this position, uh, that's a position of power. Hmm. Like Oprah is in a position of power, no matter if you like her or you you, you like the things that she does or agree with the things she do. Um, she's in a position of power, though, and I just feel like when you black, um, and you're in a position of power, there is there is an added responsibility. That possibly you you don't want to deal with, but it's it's yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yours, and that responsibility is to at least to your to the best of your ability is to uphold our black culture because we don't have a lot of icons that are available or in positions that can do that. I mean, just just like. Uh, President Obama, right? I don't agree with a lot of the things that he that he did. I don't agree that uh, he, you know, really exhausted every resource to do what he what he could have done to uh, press the black agenda. I, and that's and that's fine because I, as a as a citizen, I should be able to you know make that critical analysis. But even after that, though, he understood that he was in a position where he has that power structure where he needs to uphold. Um, you know, black culture, and I think that she has kind of failed us on that. I, I've always thought that. Um, I, I know that she did exude, like you know, what we was calling black excellence um, at the time, and I and that doesn't take anything away from any of her accomplishments. I just always felt that there was a disconnect, and I think doing this kind of shows mm -hmm. that disconnection. Like I, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> like I wasn't mm -hmm. wrong, but I still salute her for everything she did. But I couldn't see. Like, I can't see Tyler Perry jumping to, out there and, and doing this documentary. You know right. what I'm saying? No, like, you can't help but to not, you know, respect and acknowledge her accomplishments, obviously. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wow, you know. Yeah. Uh, but exactly, like you just said, you know, it's... 
Right. This is like the. Yeah, come on. Like, both of them, I mean, blatantly, you know, attacking black culture. They just. That's what it feels like. When, at the same time, during the same time period, you know, white folks have done the same thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like I said, they they've been in those same positions, and they've they've checked uh, they've checked their affiliates mm-hmm. in, behind closed doors and didn't make documentaries about it. Not again, like because it's hard to say this because then it starts sounding like you know I'm trying to uh, you know like I'm victim blaming or you know trying to or like 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 we're ranking where our morals stand or when some yeah. people say morals are morals, but you know, yeah. I, I, I'm just I'm just saying like this is like yeah. Bill Cosby, if he if he raped someone, he should go to jail. He should go to jail. Russell Simmons, if he raped someone, he should go to jail. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein, if he raped someone, he should go to Kevin Spacey, if he raped someone, he should go to jail. Uh, Simple kids, as that. Kids. Dog. Kids. It's just, all I'm saying <laughs> right. is it needs to be a level playing field, and it's totally not that. It's and, not. and it doesn't help it at all when we attack our own by you know dra- dragging them down. You yeah, know? Exactly what and, I said. And, 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 to me, and what I don't get about it is... For, what's your what you what are you benefiting? What are you getting from it? Right. I mean, obviously, yeah, I know a little cachet and things like that. But is, is that really worth it? You know right. what I mean? Like, really, are you really getting from that? That's what I'm saying. Like, are you? Is she trying to uh, spread light for the victims or something? Because all of this has already been done. Mm. So I, I'm not sure exactly what's coming out of that or what the whole purpose of that was. And that's why I, yeah, I just can't. And it, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, we were off camera. We were talking about. Uh, we were talking about Scarface and uh, how he was running for a city council down in Houston, and uh, he he lost sixty forty, um, but it was a it was a good race. Yeah. But again, as I mentioned before, I was reading in the uh, I was reading in the comments because I, I do that from time to time just to see what the comments make me so mad. No, the comments can make you so upset, bro. But it's like uh, so I had to. Look. And I don't know why I get mad at myself for being mad. Because <laughs> people, because you know, people go be in the comments saying how they really feel. Mm-hmm. Like whenever, it, whenever you can say something anonymously or you know, pretty much anonymously, um, you usually say what's on your mind. So that's not, that's why I kind of like to read them because mm-hmm. I want to see what people honestly think. Yeah, okay. And like I just saw that I saw a lot of negative comments, but it's just the one that I have to repeat again. Um, and it's just the one that it was a black, it was a black dude on there. You said that like I'm not, I ain't voting for no rap nigga, right? So I mean for a street nigga, right? So I'm just thinking in my head, this is kind of, kind of like the Oprah thing uh, a little bit, and and let me explain what I mean by that. It's just that uh, we as black people have always been the the absolute best at bringing down other black people. Like, if if this dude uh, used to be a rapper, or whatever, used to do whatever he used to do in the street, you know what I'm saying? And for the last few years, he's been a he's been a soldier in the streets for uh, for Houston. You know what I'm saying? Politically, you know, grassroots kind of thing. And he's trying to get into office to make things better for that community. How dare you call him a street nigga? Like, cause, cause you know that it's a, uh, it's a, it's a bad connotation to that. Like the word, the the phrase street nigga is nothing. There's nothing optimistic or nothing val valiant about that. You know what I'm saying? So when you say it, it's a negative connotation. So why put that on somebody who's trying to get into a better position to to, to get their whole community into a better position? You know why? Because we are the best <laughs> at breaking down us, which is which it was sucks. And again, like I, I feel I feel that same way about Oprah. Um, it's just tough because I feel that way about Oprah in this situation. But it's kind of hard to voice that without seeming like you victim blaming or something. Because you know that's the thing now. It's like you can't you can't question anything without being accused of 
being something. You know, it's just like Lizzo. You know, being, people, <laughs> it's just like Lizzo shaking her, shaking her ass with her thong on. And people, people scared that if you say something about it, it's fat shaming. Like I'ma just need you not to be showing like your whole ass at a at a at a sporting event. Like my issue with her is like you show whatever you want. How you gonna sit your bare ass on like public seats though? Like for real. <laughs> Like, man, like, man, that's kind of nasty, you know, like both ways, like for somebody else and for you, right? You know, so, all parties man, involved. Yeah, that's, that's my issue with it, like, damn, for real? Right. Yeah, yeah so that's... Uh, you know, I'm like, you show whatever you show, you know, I don't have to look, you know, that's right. cool, whatever, but... Like, like, damn, at least spray that motherfucker. For sanitation purposes. Yeah, for real, yeah. Even in the airport, they get a little thing to put on the seat, you know what I mean? Right. They just... Wow! <laughs> Shout out to Lizzo, man. Do what you do, though. Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Let's uh, we go move from Glenn Finish now. We gonna go over to the Buchanan's, man. So if you uh checked out the beginning of the show, of course we were uh, drinking the single malt, which is Glenn Finish. Now we're getting ready to move to uh, Buchanan's, which is here. That's a blended Scotch. Uh, we had to uh, during the break, we went ahead and broke the seal on there, so we wouldn't be uh, scuffling, as my grandma would say, uh, <laughs> on camera. So we gonna go ahead and pour up this and see what we're talking about mm -hmm. all right so yeah so the weird thing about this though is you see it's got a it's got a pourer on the top right so it's a little odd when you first turn it over it doesn't really pour so what you got to do is you got to kind of shake it a little bit uh, before it comes out because what's weird about it is that there's like a little ball in there it's kind of weird but there's a little ball in there so uh what you do is you kind of turn it upside down you got to shake it a little bit and uh then it will actually pour out so uh <laughs> it's funny because this is our first time having it, and we thought it was gonna be hard to take the seal off, but we kind of was uh, confused on how to oh, pour it. Oh, there's a pour. Right, exactly. Which is kind of cool, though. So, all right, so we're gonna see uh, what the difference is here. It's a blend, so off rip, it smells completely different. It does. Let's see what it is. Oh, this is rough. This is Cutty <laughs> Sark rough. This is Cutty Sark rough right here. Yeah. Let's see. Let me one more. See, I don't think it's Cutty Shark rough, but... It's not Cutty Shark, but... It's not smooth. It's not smooth. And I will say this. Um, if we're now comparing the two, uh, Cutty Shark we definitely haven't had on the show. Um, it's a little bit better than that. Um, but I would take the single malt. I would take the Glenn Fittish over Buchanan's. This yeah. is a... If, I, if somebody said, hey, right now, make, you know, choose. Choose. Yeah. I'm going yeah, with the sure. Glenn Fittish, definitely. Um, this is a very different taste. It tastes like <laughs> this is weird, right? Obviously, I'm not a connoisseur, so I'm gonna use a term that's definitely not used for liquor. But it's got an outside taste. Yeah, it's, it's like outside. It's got like a, a cedar. Yeah, like, like a yeah cedar, like oak, not oaky, not really oaky, but uh, definitely cedar. Uh, definitely cedar. Definitely wood. Uh, wood. Yeah. <laughs> Like woods, like outside. Almost like a, a, a leather. Like you smoke a cigar and you kind of taste leather. It's almost like that leather taste. It is. Yeah. Leather, that's mm -hmm. what it is. Wow. <laughs> Look, that's all I can say. Wow. Mm. I don't know. So out of the two, definitely, I think that the uh, the single mod. Now, what you say that... Uh, now, Johnny Walker is a blend, too, though. Yeah, Johnny Walker's a blend, too. Okay. But, but Johnny Walker Blue is... Definitely better than this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, said definitely. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Walker Blue is pretty good. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if it's worth two hundred fifty bucks, which right. it cost to buy it. Yeah. But it's, it's, <laughs> if you like blended whiskey, or if, if you want, it, or, or blended uh, uh, Scotch whiskey, yeah. or uh, if, you, if you just want to try it, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Well, certainly. Danny Walker Blue is kind of it's top like top shelf for real. Certainly, let me tell you this though. Um, again, at the beginning, we uh, did mention that if you haven't, you know, really gotten used to what your palate is by having bourbons and whiskey, uh, Scotch is definitely something you want to ease into. Um, between the two, though, I would definitely would say Glenfiddich would be the way to go. If you've never had Scotch, I'm gonna tell you right now that if you have Buchanan's or Cuddy Sark. Uh, that it'll, it'll ruin you. You won't want to try any other scotches. Now, I'm pretty sure there's some people out here listening right now who, who thoroughly enjoy Buchanan's and yeah, probably man. think it's the bee's knees. But for me, uh, not so much. Maybe my palate is just not where it needs to be because I don't like it. I don't think that it's good. There's also uh, blended malt scotches, blended malt whiskeys, mm. uh, which are a little different from this, Okay. meaning that they are from different distilleries, whereas a single malt from one distillery. Right. But they all they're all uh barley. You know, yeah. so they're not they're not, you know, uh, wheat or anything like that, rye or anything, they're all barley. Yeah. I just I just going over the smell of mm -hmm. it though. The smell already warned me that it wasn't gonna be as delicious as a lot of mm -hmm. bourbons that I have. Now don't get me wrong. I mean it's not terrible, um, but it is it's certainly different from anything that I've had and certainly different from the uh from the single mod, so. I, I will say this. If you said, hey, Buchanan's or Hennessy. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have the Buchanan's over Hennessy. Yeah, I would sure. grab the Buchanan's. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely gonna grab that over the Hennessy. I'm not a sure. fan of Hennessy. Not at all. Never really ever have been. I used to be, though. I can't, I can't I'm deny that. I, all I, this, I, I was a Hennessy. I'm gonna admit this. I drank Hennessy because I was supposed to drink Hennessy. <laughs> Right, it was popular in the black community. Yeah, just like <laughs> when you just talk about the whole Oprah thing, right? Right. Like, there's some things you just don't do, like, and some things you just got to fall in line with, right? right. And it's one of those things for me. I just had to fall in line with everybody else drinks it, you know? Right. Wow, that's you've been yeah. you've been hot with the analogies I'm today. Saying, I'm saying. <laughs> so this is one of those things you got to fall in line with. Yeah. Got to go ahead and drink the Hennessy. But yeah, in comparison to the two, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, just just off rip at this point. I've just, uh, I, I guess, I guess the word would be, I guess it's safe to say, I, I've graduated uh, mm -hmm. from cognac, and I, and I only say graduated, not to say that cognac is at the bottom uh, level of alcohols. It's, it's just, it's, it's where I started. Yeah, yeah, it's where I started, and where most black, you know, where black culture started. Like for whatever reason, we just really took hold to to cognacs, and I'm not sure why, um, but I think that this is a this is a good transition uh, to get I'm into, which is Burger Lewis. I'm not really sure why either, Will. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. Well, oh, for well. whatever reason, yeah. black culture really adapted to yeah. cognacs. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of strange because when you think about it, like I said, I found the uh, bottle of Cuddy Sark at my, at my granddad's house. So back in those days, I mean, they were drinking whiskey and bourbon. So, like, when did, like, who who told us that drinking cognac was, like, you know, a good thing to do? It wasn't my pops. My pops used to drink Tangy Ray all the time. <laughs> Right. Uh, man, he's probably right. taking rain, so right. he ain't even drink dark liquor, you know what I mean? Yeah, the mom makes to drink E&J, <laughs> so, right, so I don't know. VSOP. Dog, VSOP, terrible, <laughs> terrible, dog. Oh, my God, I don't even want to talk about, mm. I don't even want to talk about those. A lot of bad nights with E&J, Man, a lot of bad nights. I'm glad this is a bourbon and whiskey show. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that, man. But I definitely had some uh, some bad days off of that irking jerk, mm. as we call it. Mm -hmm. but yeah, now, uh, I am curious though I think uh you know later on in life uh I'll, I'll go ahead and try a bottle of that uh Johnny Walker blue mm. um just to kind of see what it is but outside of that um 
between these two though, I, I would actually I would get clean fittage again. Like I would I would drink that. Probably not on a regular though. It's definitely not gonna be no, a regular. I would drink. definitely get a bottle like to have and you know, yeah, things like that. Sure. You know, yeah. um, you know, Glen fittage, Glen Livid. You know, like I said, for me, really, if I'm gonna buy a single malt whiskey uh -huh. or a single malt, you know, you know, scotch, it's uh, that's it's probably gonna be my only bottle for a while. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy Oban because you know, if I'm gonna drink it, I'm gonna have something I want to enjoy. Right? right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But if it's something like that you drink all the time or or often enough, right. yeah, Glen Fittich, uh, Glen Livid, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. uh, what's the other one? Uh, Glen, Glen Moranji, I think is another one. Okay. So yeah, there's a few of them out there. A few of them to try. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I think for our first time out with Scotch, I think this was a this was a good go around. I think I, I've learned from this uh, from this episode uh, what I do and don't like about mm -hmm. scotches. So I think with uh, with the uh, with the blend here with Buchanan's, I'm thinking that um, whatever it is, I gotta I gotta do a little more research. But whatever is giving it the that more leathery uh, kind of wood taste, mm -hmm. uh, whatever's doing that, I want to make sure whatever I'm drinking doesn't have that in it <laughs> because I, I'm not really I'm not cool. I'm not always sold on on that taste yet, and again, yeah. this is probably because my palate is different. And I think we had this discussion on the last <laughs> on the last show uh, because yes, I I, I do uh, tend to favor a sweeter crown peach. <laughs> I don't like crown peach, but I do tend to favor a sweeter taste. So yeah, uh, and the Glen Fit is definitely between the two has a, a sweeter taste. Definitely nothing as sweet as any of the bourbons or no, whiskeys that no, I had to no. this point. And Crown Peach, I, yeah, you know, I keep talking about <laughs> you know, that. I did like Crown Vanilla, though. Crown Vanilla was good. Whatever, though. Anyway. So, anyway. <laughs> about, to, uh, about Scotch, you know, um, mm -hmm. if you look at, like, other liquors, you have Master Distillers and stuff like that. Yeah. If you look at, you know, beer, you have, what, Master Brewers or whatever. Right. Uh, so, with Scotch, you have the uh, Master Blenders, you know, and oh, okay. like, so, if, like, you have a blended, blended Scotch whiskey, you know, they'll... Mm -hmm. This distillery, that distillery, and you know the, the master blender kind of works up that 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 formula, that recipe, or whatever. So right. it's just kind of neat to, to see like all the different varieties of liquor and alcohol that have yeah. all their like top of the craft, like people who know about it. You know, yeah. just a cool little. Interesting, I know a lot of uses of information <laughs> all the time, but, but just cool little facts about about Scotch. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. So it sounds like it's all about the blend with them. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, you know, it, it's not a single malt, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to uh, when, when it comes to scotches, I know how it is with whiskeys and bourbons. Like usually, the amount of years is aged mm -hmm. usually means it's you know it, it's better. Is that the same kind of thing for scotch? Or is that it, it the same kind of thing goes, for all liquors? Yeah, it, it definitely. I think I think it mainly applies to mostly old liquors, but yeah. you know, uh, with, with scotch too. I don't know all the requirements, but there's like. I think it has to be aged like five years or all these different requirements. It has to be, you know, obviously be in Scotland, you know, for it to be considered a Scotch. You know? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, Scotch mm -hmm. does mean from Scotland. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. You, just like Irish whiskey. Yeah. From Ireland. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Something yeah. we didn't mention, but definitely I think it's worth mentioning. Yep. Uh, because a lot of people, you might drink Scotch and don't even realize, like, why it's called Scotch. Yeah. And it is because it's uh, of Scottish heritage. Um, wait. It's you like know, in Detroit, you know, you, you can drink a single malt whiskey. Mm -hmm. It's not Scotch because it, you know it, it, that's if it was uh, 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 you know distilled in, in Detroit, right? So exactly. you know it's because it's not in Scotland, so it's Scotch. You know, and this is this is a way uh, and a side note because we're getting ready to get out of here. But uh, this is a side note. There's Scotches, there's Irish whiskeys, there's Tennessee whiskey, there's uh, Kentucky bourbon. Like what? What exactly do black people have? 
Do we have anything? Even though we probably implemented most of these processes. Jollof rice. <laughs> Nigerian jollof rice. That's mm, it. Uh, boy, we got rice. He got rice. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a question I was curious about, man. Yo, <laughs> I'm going to Ghana in June. When I come back when I come back. I'll let you know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. World traveler Bo over here, though. Yeah, for sure. Now, but the rums. Are normally from the islands, though some of the islands, right? Yeah, and in, 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 uh, so rums. The little I know about rums. Yeah, that's what really initiated in West Africa and during the slave trade. Yeah, like yeah, you, you have these people, these slavers or whatnot, go to these communities, these these villages, tribes, whatever. Right. Mm, what's this? This is good. Mm, make more of this. Show me how to make whatever. I take this and I trade this here. Right. I trade this there, and it eventually made its way to the islands. So yeah, and it's become very popular in the islands. Gotcha. Like Cuban rum, I, you know, you can't obviously buy that here in the states. So you know, you had to go to Cuba right. or whatever. Thanks a lot, Cuban rum, You know, thanks a lot. I do have a couple of bottles of Cuban rum. Keep it on low. Keep it on low. But yeah, uh, I think it, you know it, it obviously made made a name for itself in the islands. Right. Well, sure. it has West African roots. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, the theme is often uh, black empowerment, and this is something that I've always. I've always been, you know, it's always been near and dear to my heart, but doing these shows uh, with, you know, with the scotches and, and uh, Irish whiskeys and even the, the local, well, when I say local, I mean American, like Tennessee whiskeys and uh, Kentucky bourbons, um, it's just, it's just always the heritage that I'm looking at. And I think that's something that's always missing from us, though, not just in the liquor business, but just period where... We can't we can't really trace our bloodline. Like you can't really like how do you teach culture when you're only going back to slave ships? You know what I'm saying? And I and I, I just I use these as examples because when you talk about liquor, liquor is one of those long standing things where it's generational, generational wealth, man. And and this is the thing where I was so adamant about um, you know, on a different show about you know, about this cannabis industry. I think that the cannabis in industry is at a is at a point where alcohol was after prohibition, mm -hmm. and this is what I'm talking about. Look at these liquors. Look at just the ones in America. So we just look at Tennessee whiskeys and Kentucky bourbons, just for to use as, as an example. Those families have stayed um, in wealth for generations because of what happened after prohibition. Mm -hmm. This is we're at that point with the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. How dope would it be for some black people to get in right here and then generations down the line be able to say like, you've got, you know, you've got your grandfather's strand, you know, of marijuana or some kind of industry where there's some generational wealth. And I think we're really at a point and, you know, not to move away from liquor into cannabis, but this is the best analogy I can make because after prohibition, these families have prospered, uh, they prospering, like so. For us, we need to we need to find our avenue to get in there. And it's crazy because I think the powers that be, and I use that word uh, loosely, but um, they they know the power that's going to be behind this this financial boom. We're talking about places where it's estimated to be. I, I think they said maybe between seven to eight billion dollars in revenue. Yeah, and the whole country not even legal yet. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> so if you're talking about the few states. That are legal can produce eight billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Wait till all fifty-two of them are. What? Are you serious? Right yeah, now? And, and you know, eight billion dollars. 
that's one of those classic arguments too for for reparations, right? You know, yeah. when you were talking about you go back, you know, some so some of these Scotch recipes go back to like 1600 and whatnot, right? And it right. goes back that far. And obviously, there was things happening in West Africa and North Africa and in all over Africa, right. where um, th there was things like that that were going on, and they're missing now, not because you know they just faded away, because they were stolen, they were taken, exactly. you know, and um, by these people that were welcomed in at times, you know, and everybody wants to throw that narrative, well, slaves, so slaves, other, yeah, there's some of that that did happen, yes, yeah. there did, it, right? It happened, right? Yes, it happened, but <laughs> right. It, just because that did happen, you can't ignore the fact that people were taken from where they their homes and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too far off the track, but you know, uh, getting back on to the whole reparation thing, right? Uh, so something needs to be replaced. What what was taken? What was stolen? Right. And that's where reparations comes at, right? Simple so, as that. It makes sense. And, and it comes in now where you had all these black folks that were serving years in prison, not. They weren't on jail, they weren't on probation, they were serving prison. years in prison right. for fucking weed. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, really? Yeah. And this, then, this is the opportunity. And, and now, yeah, this is exactly where, like, Evanston, Illinois, man, like, I love reading that article, I love reading that story, where the local government that happens to be black, you know, they're saying, hey, y'all want to do this? Cool. But this is what's going to result from the state's cut of it. It's going to go to black people. Yeah, right? Sure. You know, uh, my alderman in Chicago, I'm sorry, I forgot his name real quick, yeah. said, hey, white folks, if y'all want to bring dispensaries here, that's cool, but you better have a black partner. Like, exactly. it, it's gotten to that point now where you have to make those distinctions, right? It, it's it's no more like, oh, we promote diversity. Like, no, we like, we, it, it needs to be a black agenda. Period. Straight up, period, point period. blank. For sure. That's it. Especially in these in these places where it's majority black people. Like, again, I, I mentioned this on a, on a different show, um, but you in the city of Detroit, that's over 85, between 80-85% of black people. Um, if we don't have the power to say that, no, we don't want to have a dispensary open up in our city limits that doesn't include um, black partnership or some type of black business, then uh, we're we doing ourselves a disservice. Like, if, if your politicians or your politics are supposed to be of the people... Uh, if if the people are over eighty five or you know eighty five percent black people, then we need that kind of representation. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not going it's not going to be acceptable to have uh, industries come into your city limits and be able to prosper and take their money back to to whatever culture they're from right. and have generational wealth off of the exploits on us. That sounds mm -hmm. familiar, right? That's what America has done to us to you know to this point. So at at some point we gotta we gotta not let it happen because this I don't see what it is is that and I again I, I don't want to stray too far away from uh, you know from what we're talking about today but at the end of the day I don't think I don't think we and when I say we I, I say black people I don't think we see the importance of this transition from uh, illegal marijuana to legalized marijuana I don't think we see the grand scope of it I mean. I really can't put it into better terms other than prohibition. Like, I don't think you understand how big prohibition was. Like, the end of prohibition, rather. I don't think you understand. Once you understand how big that was, then you got to understand how big this transition is going to be and how we, it is necessary that we are in this transition. It's necessary. Like, because if we don't get in on this, I mean, this is the reality of it is. Is a is a lot of us spending time in jail. Is a lot of us uh, utilizing the product. So I think that in those cities where 
or those places where we are, you know, overly represented, then we need to have we need to have some stake in it. I I think that's just simple. Like it almost makes sense. Like if you got a city like Detroit with this many black people, there's no way that we shouldn't be implementing something like the like the Alderman is in uh, Chicago, or at least attempting to. Like at least show me that. At least show me the attempt because the reality of it is is that the money and the laws and the and the the, the avenues in order to get to where where you need to be in order to get into this industry are already set up against us. It's all it already is. So we need to, we need some people in place to kind of you know that by experience, please. <laughs> exactly right. So like it's you need somebody in that position to at least um, put us into position. So this is definitely something we don't want to miss out on, and that's and that's the that's the encouraging thing about you know li- looking at these uh, these scotches, these Irish whiskeys, and even the uh, American ones, the Tennessee whiskeys and uh, Kentucky bourbons and, and all the rest um, that were made here, who were products of the end of prohibition. I think that we should look at that as some kind of uh, encouragement that it is possible. And again, I don't want to take nothing from from you know from white people because there's some white people who started those bourbon companies, those uh, whiskey uh, distilleries, um, out of nothing. Like they really came out of nothing. So they created that lane. And I will say a lot of it was to do, well, I won't say a lot, but there was probably a large amount of percentage of it had to do with the fact that they had the ability and those resources. Mm-hmm. We don't have the ability and those resources, so we got to force them. I think you said this earlier when we were talking about it. Like, you got to just start demanding. You got to just start taking it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we were talking about uh, um, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Like, two years ago, yeah, I would have voted for her. Like, yeah. no, I don't think so. Because yeah. I was just past that point where I, I'm no longer patient. Yeah. I, I'm not going to forgive. I'm not going to forget. Right. You know, and I am spiteful. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm angry. Simple as that. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's at that point now. Like, yeah. and, it, and then one thing I want to get, get get away from, and I'm guilty of doing it, but I definitely got to get away from it. So we're talking about white folks and then, you know, how they come to, you know, profit off of marijuana and whatnot. Uh-huh. Then we we will get to one point and then we'll say you know well not all white people you know but black people need to do this like yeah. even like so indirectly we're so forgiving of white people right you know, like well I'm forgiving of humanity no it, I am it, it, I, I, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking of you I I'm saying me no I can't blame the statement everybody because <laughs> no. I know that individually everybody is different I, I, I can't do it because so so many years <laughs> man it's just made to feel like. Something's wrong with you, you know, and then to feel like you need to forgive others and do this and do that and do. No, I'm, I'm done with all that shit, right? <laughs> Give me my. So it's, to, yeah, to, at this point, man, yeah. it's like if you don't like it, is I'm sorry, but you know, there's <laughs> other podcasts out there that I'm sure that you can listen to. You know what I mean? That, that, that's where I'm at with it now. Right. You, know? <laughs> you said there's other podcasts. Yeah, it's other people drinking yeah. whiskeys. <laughs> I'm not gonna turn the cheek and you know, if they go low, we go higher and like. No, straight, like, if you want to go scrap, we can go ahead and move the table. We can scrap because, like, we're here right now. That's, that's the point I'm at. And you, and you heard it here first, though. Keeping it all the way real. And I'm sorry, to, you know, sorry, you know, the Berman Society may not have one to her hear that, but you know. No, I think say, I think a lot of times you need to hear that, and yeah. I mean the reality of it is that I think at this point, uh, in whatever position you're in, whatever industry we're trying to break into at this point, I mean you definitely you have to have that mentality. Because we've sat around and did it the other way for how long? Ever. And yeah, so not so much. But even even with this though, like like you, I think you mentioned earlier, even with this venue or this media outlet, I think we have uh, some degree of power 
to try to change some of those things. Everybody can't be a politician. Everybody can't be a, a policymaker. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I think that even with this uh, medium, uh, I think even right here, we're able to influence some people. Like some of these conversations we, we've had already, um, they've gotten more than just whiskey and bourbon and scotch now um, out of the conversation because we always talk about real life stuff. Mm -hmm. So so there's definitely a definite thing. So you, you got to support. So make sure that you do hit that subscribe button uh, so you can uh, make sure you continue to check us out this season. Uh, we do have one more episode left, and uh, there's no surprise. I think we're going to go ahead and do the Uncle Nearest. Uh, which, uh, which I think is the, uh, the the best way to end off this season. Um, make sure that you do check out all of the replays uh, if you haven't done so already at www.eblockradio.com. Uh, you can follow us uh, also on Instagram at Beers Bourbon Whiskey and also on Facebook. But, um, yeah, so I, and I think this just goes back to what we were saying before, just about uh, supporting black businesses. And you know what? Let me make it even broader for you because I think a lot of people, let me see, I got to make it broader and I got to say uh, uh, another statement about that. When I say supporting black businesses, I don't want you to, to be afraid that that means please purchase something. All right. Supporting black business is, is just as good as what you were just saying a second ago, showing that T-shirt, talking about. Um, talking about the arms dealer that you deal with, you know what I'm saying, and uh, the young lady with All the arms LLC. Yep, I, this is this it's is supporting black business. Exactly, this is supporting black business. Like I had to, I posted that before um, because I've, I've written a few books, and uh, I was trying to sell my uh, most recent book, and I just had to mention at the bottom of the post, like um, when I say please support black business, that doesn't always mean please buy something. That just means show it to somebody else. Like, just put it out there. That's all it means. Like, a lot of times sharing is is free. Like, it's super free. It's sharing is caring. No, it really is, though. Especially in the black community. Like, don't you understand <laughs> that the 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 uh, civil rights movement was only was only as successful, uh, and that's uh, for interpretation of what you say successful is, but it was only successful because of the communication between black people. Like it was word of mouth. We like we were, we were able to share the the moments of that of that movement because you're talking about a place where there was no, no social media or anything. Yeah, you can even go back further to Harriet Tubman and, and the Underground Railroad. No, there you go. Singing the hymns, you know, word of there mouth. You go. Word of mouth. That's how powerful it can be. That's exactly. You know? And we just need to be supporting our own. And that don't mean, man. I share so much stuff on my page. Some stuff I see, and I'm just like, well, somebody might like it. Like I'm not go buy it, but somebody might like it. Like I'm go share it. Like it's it's really as simple as a click. And the internet has just gave, given us all the power to not only share things and get our word out, but also to, to learn more about yourself and your culture. And we just don't do either one. So I'm going to need y'all to do better. And and don't drink Buchanan's unless you're ready. <laughs> Some of us got to do better, but we got to start celebrating the ones that are doing better more, too, because I'm, I'm guilty of it. True. You know, we'll, uh, we got to do this. Like, we got to, like, yeah, we do, but... There's some folks out there really doing it, man. Really making it happen. For sure. And and, and we got to celebrate them a lot more than what we do. That's true too, you know? though. That's true, and that's that kind of go back to uh, I think something that was in our group text uh, a few days ago about how uh, about how we. I don't think we know how to celebrate. Yeah, I don't think right. we know how to no. celebrate each other. That was that was. The we got to touch on that real quick, man. Yeah. So shout out to the homeboy uh, 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 Rye Cardillo. Uh, Man, just like it was right on time. It was on time. You know, yeah. It was on time. So he, he had shared with the group text, just you know, quick little 
Um, and what, what what is the doctor's name? I'll have to look it up. I'll get it for yeah. you folks. Um, but but he, he shared his clip with us, and, and basically it, it was like when white folks, white men in particular, mm -hmm. show interest in you know black culture or you know black children or whatever. How as parents and protectors, we've kind of put it down like, oh, you know, uh, Carl's coming right along. He's doing this. He's getting big. You know, he's getting spraying. And as a black mother, she would, you know, at that time on the plantation, she would be like, oh, no, he he was just sick. He's kind of getting over this and, and he's struggling with this. And he really doesn't know how to read. Trying to downplay so they wouldn't basically so they wouldn't tell uh, take them and sell them and make money on them. Exactly. And like how after generation after generation of doing that, it just left a serious like conditioning and an imprint on just like we just don't know really how to put each other up and how to celebrate each other like that. So like it, it's that was deep, we had, yeah we had to put that much more emphasis on it. Yeah. And so and, and 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 I think that's other you know black people you know I hear so some folk, black folks I've been around and you see this on uh, social media from time to time. And, you know, you might be out and you'll hear it and just, I get sick of when, you know, niggas be hanging on each other and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, this, and that's where a lot of that comes, it stems yeah. from, right? It's just, sure. when there's just so much, you know, just conditioning and... It's conditioning. And yeah, <laughs> and, and, and negativity and just, you yeah. know, I can't be this out, out, out in the open, you know. Just yeah. scared to be who you really are, right? And, and it takes a toll on you. So, like... It does. As a culture, you're suffering from PTSD, right? For you know sure. what I mean? Because you're Sharp really man allowed to, be, yeah, yeah. to be who you need to be. Man, and that's that's crazy. Now I got to look up her name for y'all. Yeah, real, real quick. Yeah, you can uh, look it up real quick. And then, um, but when I got that, when I saw that clip in the uh, in the group text, man, it's like I, I watched it and it's crazy because not only did I identify with what they're saying, I mean, because basically the point is, is that a lot of a lot of black women, especially especially on the plantations, uh, because they didn't want their sons to get taken from them. Um, any kind of any kind of accomplishment or any kind of compliment was kind of met with, well, you know, like he he really not this or he can't like you said he right. can't read. It's something bad about him, so so that you don't take them. Mm -hmm. But then it, that just kept traveling from generation to generation, and I identified with that only because I've I've been I'm guilty of doing that myself. Mm -hmm. Just just recently, uh, I think. Earlier, earlier, uh, either in the other show or earlier on this show, I can't remember. But um, I was just saying something about school. I think that was in the other show. Oh, yeah. And and I again, I do have a I do have a college degree, um, you know, a, a four year degree, and and I do downplay it. I downplay it uh, partially because I I don't have faith in the uh, in the American educational system. But the second part is just that um, I think it's, it's, it goes along with what was said in that. Uh, in that video and it's just that you get to a point where you even try to downplay your own accomplishments like even at this point like when we was at your uh, at your mom's birthday party he was like he was like yeah my oh, guy yeah. He, was, he wrote like six books I'm like man I hey well and then I always downplay like man a couple of them was poetry books like I'm just trying to shoot it down because like we don't even understand or, or know how to receive love we don't understand how to applaud our own accomplishments and then when you do then people say, "Oh, you bragging!" Like it's like it's no way, yeah. it's no way to almost win, and it's it's messed up because we just look white people brag all the time about yeah, yeah. about shit that don't even need to be bragged about. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but so yeah, I, I mean just uh, just thinking about those things. Like I said, I I encountered it myself. Like I I do it myself. I downplay my accomplishments, and obviously seeing that seeing that clip made me realize like. 
it ain't it ain't just me like it's something I'm doing inherently and that's the reason why again I, I say this on plenty of other shows maybe even this one once or twice but I think it is really important for um, black people to take um, to take counseling seriously though like seeing a therapist I, I honestly want to see one because I just the, the fact that I heard that clip and I associated to something in my life I'm 40 years old <laughs> Like, it, it took me this long to understand, like, why I think a certain way or why I do some shit. So, again, man, especially with it being the holiday time, I, I really tell people, like, um, there's nothing wrong with getting in touch with, uh, you know, what you got going on. Figure out your well-being, your mental well-being, because that's just serious. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's priority. You Don't, have to. Because you got <laughs> to deal with it one way or another, whether you just explode one day or you exactly. manage it, you know, uh, uh, civilly. So. Exactly. That's the bottom line. You're going to deal with it either way. You found the, uh, the name of the doctor? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, the whole clip um, was based off of research by uh, Dr. And now y'all forgive me if I pronounce your last name wrong. But Dr. Joy DeGry, I believe, and that's spelled D-E-G-R-U-Y. Okay. Um, I went ahead and bought her book, you know, after researching a little bit more, post-traumatic slave syndrome, she calls it. Okay. And, like, um, she's definitely passionate about it. You know, you can yeah. just, like, read some of the excerpts, and, get, and you can tell through her writing she's passionate right. about what's going on. For sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's a for real thing out there, man. You yeah, know? man. You got to celebrate folks. Yeah, you got to celebrate folks, and, and don't be... And like, don't don't be ashamed to do so. Like, I, it, it's I feel like it's some people, and you know, maybe ashamed not the right word, but um, I guess it's, it's so many people that are afraid that someone is not going to cheer for them, so they won't cheer for for that person for that reason. If if that's your main if that's your main goal, you can't really. It's like charity. Like you can't do charity with expectation of re receiving something back. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, it's, it's nothing for me. I see people trying to do whatever they're trying to do, and sometimes I feel it. And I just be like, let me share that with people. Like, I'm not doing it because I, I want to get some kind of notoriety. I'm, I'm doing it because, you know, at, at some point, that was me. Like, that's me just putting stuff out, and somebody just reach out and be like, you know what? Like, let me share this stuff with some. Like, it's just, it's human compassion, though. And, and you know, you know I'm, at, I'm at the point now where even the folks that are doing, like, I'm not saying the folks that, these cats to be on social media like, oh, watch me get this guy a dollar. No, I ain't talking about that type of stuff, okay. right? I'm, I'm like, yes, if you want, if you're writing a book, like you said, you know, you want to leave your, your written legacy. I get yeah. that. That's dope. For sure. If you're writing a book because you want to be on the New York Times and, and like that's your main motivation, that's that's cool too. That's okay, right? It's, it's time to stop, stop feeling guilty about, you know, taking care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, my my issue with some of, some of those folks is when they don't give back. To help people that were in their situation, right? Sure. So if that's your motivation too, is yourself and, and to win awards <laughs> and to make money, right? That's that's dope. Do yeah, it. Do you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Just help out the next dude. You know the next gal. You <laughs> that's know what I mean? it, right? That's, that's it. all I'm saying. Just look out for the okay. next person, though. Yeah. For real, for real. And don't be afraid that um, also too. Like, we're trying to drop gems in this uh, episode real quick, <laughs> but uh, don't be afraid to promote the next person, even if they're doing the same thing you're doing. Ooh, and yes. and I I understand that wholeheartedly, only because like we've been doing, uh, you know, outside of this podcast, we're doing this for a, a couple months, um, but I've been doing other podcasts for like maybe like nine years and then i've got i've met new people who just started doing podcasts who are doing great work and i'm not i'm not afraid that they're going to do something better than me or or steal some kind of thunder i'm all about 
us getting on. Like, it's some people who've been doing things for a lot of years. Let me just put it like this. They've been doing stuff for a lot of years, and a newcomer comes around and does things better. And they won't, like, give them the proper acknowledgement That's for right. fear. That shit happens. Yeah, that shit happens. Yeah. For, for fear that it's going to do something to what you're doing. And I, I've never thought like that. But if more people if more people were open-minded to the fact that we can both coexist, then we would support each other a lot more. Like, it's it's nothing for me. Like, even with the uh, even with the uh, the clothing line, like, doing part of my east side, I see Detroit stuff all the time. And I share it all the time. Like, we can we can coexist. Like it's not like it's not like we can't coexist. It's like we got so much other competition to be trying to worry about us being competition. Hey, like I just the the business I saw earlier, GodPeace.com, homegirl, Goddess Ayana, right? That's what she goes by. That's her name. Uh, so she had another account. Uh, it's called Divine Stargate. Okay. Shut down at like I think she had like fifty thousand followers, right? Okay. So like I mean, she was real, just like dropping you know some truths and some facts. Yeah. You know, and like her when she had opinions, you know, they were well, you know, substantiated. He backed up. Um, it, 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 the thing that I'm trying to get at with her is like, dog. See, the, the one thing I like about her is just how unbothered she is, right? Yeah. Just like, do you excel at what you do? Like you said, help the next one. Yeah. And like, just just go about your way. You know, she really put me on to this whole energy. You know, like like type like it's that's just for real, man. Like, energy is so dog, real. man. And, and like. And, and when you you try to you know hold it all to yourself and and and, and throw shade at people like it's just not good for real and that's why people it's be not worth it oh, no man put it and out misery, there man. misery loves company though. No, that's I'm a real, true you. statement because <laughs> like the, the energy thing is, is, is dog, it's just for real yeah it's just for real it's, <laughs> it's just a real, real thing so shout out to uh, Goddess Ayana you know godpeace.com for sure you know check her out though for real that's what's up dog. On the way out of here, man, because it's time to get up out of here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little more discipline and finish because I, I actually like it. Um, you know what, though? Quite honestly, after after a couple shots of Buchanan's, it's not terrible. No, I don't think one of them terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. I don't really mess with scotch like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Glen Fittish better, so mm -hmm. I'll have that. She wants some of this or something? No, I'm good right now. You good right now? All right, so yeah. I'm going to sneak me some bourbon. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, get back to what you really yeah, like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, I want to thank everybody who checked us out today. And uh, make sure to do uh, tech, check out the, uh, the replays at eblockradio.com. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you also that you uh, support the YouTube page by subscribing because we like subscribers. Um, what else? Uh, make sure that you do uh, also, if you comment or if you share anything, make sure that you do use the hashtag. Uh, everybody loves BBW, all right? And that's uh, beers, bourbon, and whiskeys. Um, so next week, we're going to get into uh, Uncle Nears, uh, which will be episode number eight. That's going to be the season finale. Are we going to do it next week? It's yeah. like right before Christmas, though, isn't it? Yeah, did you want to wait till after Christmas? Yeah, we should probably do it after Christmas. Yeah, maybe the beginning of the year. Gonna be, uh, yeah, all right. So we'll be traveling out. Y'all got stuff going on. Yeah, we'll let y'all breathe over the holiday weekend, yeah. <laughs> over the holiday weeks, rather. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back uh, probably that first week of January. Um, but that will be the uh, the season finale that will be with the uh, Uncle Nearest, which I think is fitting to uh, end the first season. Yeah. Um, also, too, don't forget that uh, not only can you watch the YouTube videos, but you can hear us on, uh, let's see, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. So make sure you uh, subscribe there if you like to listen as opposed to watching because uh, listening is cool, too. But uh, any uh, any last words on the uh, on the way out? 
Yeah, Jim Jones album, the most underrated of 2019. <laughs> I like it though. I definitely like it, especially the what's the oh I can't think of the names of them now because I heard it so long back. Mm -hmm. He ain't got nothing else on it, right? It came out in like June or something. Yeah, yeah this okay. was during the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was hot though. I ain't gonna lie. You really you feeling that jungle? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to it on the way down here. It's got that old school feel. Yeah, it do. It's got that it old do. school yeah, feel. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, this is way off subject, but we talking about Jim Jones. But uh, my nephew was always telling me about Mano, right? He got mm. a song there with Mano. Mm -hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, I've never taken Mano seriously as a rapper. But that song he got straight. with Jim Jones, yeah. fire. Yep. Fire. Yo, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, yep. fire. Matter of fact, yep. we're about to play that as soon as I get off here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody who checked us out today, man. Make sure you do subscribe and do all of that good stuff. And, of course, you got to uh, enjoy the holidays, so make sure that you arrive alive. Again, man, I say this so much, and I say it so often, I sincerely mean it. If you're going through anything, talk to some people, man. Not just the holiday season, but I know it's a little rougher in the holiday season. If you're going through anything or you even think that you got some kind of challenges, just talk with somebody, man, before you do something drastic. That's all I'm saying. But uh, till the next time, man, you already know what it is, man. Beers, Bourbon, Whiskey Podcast, the livest podcast on earth, other than E-Block Radio, of course. <laughs> Because we like to get a little lit out here. But uh, again, just uh, on the way out, man, Glenn Fittich over Buchanan's, in my opinion. If you're going to do scotch, I would definitely say Glenn Fittich over Buchanan's. Drink bourbon. Yeah, drink bourbon, really, though. <laughs> Till the next time, man, we got to check you out, man. I got Bo holding it down. I say, happy Kwanzaa. Oh, for sure, man. Of course, it's your boy Q Lewis holding it down live from the 48205, man. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.